This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey, it's the international poppy Franco Varga, and you're now listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, the biggest podcast ever. <laughs> You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer. I just got this feeling. A big, big thank you to everyone who is liked and followed on Facebook. We are well into a thousand people on there now. It's coming up for 1,100 people, I think. So thank you. Thank you for all the support across all platforms, YouTube, all the podcast apps. We are everywhere, as you know. Thank you so much. Consistently charting on Chartable as well in the UK Wrestling Top 250. In amongst some of the best, some of the very best in the industry. Steve Austin's, Jericho's, Bruce Pritchard's, Eric Bischoff's, you name it, they're in there. So thank you, thank you for the support, means a lot. Right, episode 61, and my guest is none other than the Brooklyn native, the Puerto Rican puppy, Mr. Danny Limelight. Danny is an ex-Marine. We talk about that. We talk about his career. He got into the business about five years ago. He was kicked out of a training school. He's learned on the job. It has led to him being booked for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Primetime Live, which you can see every week at the moment with Dave Marquez. AEW Dark as well. He's been on that for the last two or three weeks. And a big match from last weekend against the Bullet Club's Chase Owens. So Danny is doing some superb stuff. He's modest, he's honest, he respects his peers, and he has a lot of time for them. So here we go, episode 61. Without further ado, Mr. Danny Limelight Rivera, the Puerto Rican puppy. Enjoy. My guest, all the way from California this evening, this morning where he is, is Mr. Danny Limelight Rivera. What a pleasure to have you on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today. Mi gente, Stu, what's up, Bobby? Thanks for having me, dog. It's all good, man. So feels good. good. Feels good. How how is my first? This is my first interview with somebody from Wales. You know, like all I right, okay. You give me the you give me the love there. I like yeah, it. You, know, you gotta you gotta set the bar. You gotta set the bar. You know. I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm all I'm all for that, man. I'm all for that. How how is it being currently for you in terms of uh, the pandemic and stuff like that? That's what I've been starting my interviews with recently. Man. uh... This has been the best time of my life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to uh, how to sugarcoat it or not. But I mean, I know that the pandemic has been a huge factor to some people, and I feel sorry. You know, um, I send positive thoughts their way. But for me, you know, it 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 ended up being like the best year of my career ever. 
Um, and fortunately, I was able to capitalize on a lot of opportunities and keep the momentum going and, and keep the grind going and really, really pushing towards, you know, my goals and stuff like that. So I, I, I feel blessed, man. I can't complain anything about the pandemic. And then I get to chill at home, you know, and relax and, and rest the body. Well needed rest after all the matches and stuff like that. So it's been good. Obviously, you've been on AEW, you've been on AEW Dark specifically on Prime Time. So I'm going to, and the New Japan as well. <laughs> Chase, Chase, Chase Owens coming up, isn't it? Yes, that's this Absolutely. week, man. This Friday, uh, New Japan World. You got me versus Chase Owens, New Japan Showdown. First time matchup, first time I ever wrestle anybody from Bullet Club. So it's going to be a good time, man. It's going to be a fire, fire match. Everybody needs to tune in and check that out. But yeah, man, like you said, I've been on AW Dark, Primetime Live, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I'm on TV four times a week at this point, four different companies. So it's a blessing, bro. How, how do they differ, the companies and the way, the way it's put together? For you, from a personal aspect as a worker, as a wrestler, man, I'd like to know how they all differ. Um, well, so I grew up with, in the wrestling business, I grew up with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. You know, United Wrestling Network, I've been a mainstay there for the last five years. Kind of slowly became the face of the company, in my opinion. Um, and, and I just, you know, the production there is top quality. You know, David Marquez, shout out to David Marquez. I give him all the credit in my career, everything he's done for me, you know, over the last five years. Um he really was the guy that, that, that got me on TV for, for, the, for the first time ever and, and taught me how to work TV, you know, like learning from everybody there, all the guys in the back and, and the staff, and just really understanding camera work, production, you know, how to, how to make sure my promos, you know, are, are, are top notch, how to make sure that, you know, the selling, the camera work, all that stuff. And, you know, when, when we're doing it with the fans and now we're doing it with studio style with no fans, you know, that helped me prepare myself, you know, excuse me, sorry for the allergies, oh, but right, that, helped me, that helped me prepare myself for, you know, working, you know, New Japan Strong studio style, no fans, AEW Dark, no fans, you know, and it's been, it's been a thrill ride being able to work for all these companies, seeing how everybody operates, seeing how everybody, you know, conducts business, you know, all professional companies, you know, every, every, each and every own company having its own unique way, even with primetime live being live on pay-per-view, um, weekly episodic episodes on fight TV. It's just been pretty dope to, to, you know, see, see all these different talents from all over the place, meet all these people from all over the place, work with them, you know, grind it out, steel sharpen steel and everybody that's wrestling on these shows that I'm on a top notch talent. And it's super, it's a super, super, super humbling experience, man. Who've been some of the guys? We'll scoot back to obviously Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Yeah. So, through your time at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, who have been some of the guys you've loved getting in there with? Not say that you're playing favorites as such, but I'm sure right. it's been matches and guys um, you've loved getting in there with. For me, I think um, my favorite opponent at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, specifically just Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, has been Adrian Quest. Um, he's a really, really top-notch talent out of, out of SoCal, um, Young Fuego. So shout-out to Adrian Quest. He's dope in the ring, man. Um, we've had some great matches. Um, you got guys like Ice Williams. You know, he's coming out of Vegas, but he, he's he's cold dude, man. He got the charisma. He got all the, everything that you need to be successful in this business. So shout-out to Ice Williams. You know, guys like Ray Rosas, Andy Brown, um, really, really dope. You know, guys like Kevin Martinson, who are very, very hidden secrets. You know, Ryan Taylor, who's just now getting that, that attention with Ring of Honor. Um, so championship wrestling from Hollywood, you know, it bred guys like Scorpio Sky. It bred guys like Bateman, you know. And, and it just shows goes to show you that David Marquez is just that guy when it comes to finding talent and really, you know, 
getting getting his hands and putting his little bit of Marquez and and all these people. Um, it's been a it's been pretty dope to be able to wrestle with these guys over these years and not seeing all their success and and then even my success of my own. I'm a product of David Marquez, and I'm doing pretty good for myself right now. So I, I'm forever grateful for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I always call it my home. You know what I'm saying? So it's been it's been awesome there. Going on to AEW, how how did it come about getting the relationship with AEW and then wrestling for AEW? How did that come come about for you? Um, well, there was a I don't I don't know if he would want me to put his name out there, but there was a guy who's dope dude, a really good friend of mine, who kind of like put in a good word for me. I had previously had contacted AEW when the pandemic first started, but obviously, you know, when everything was going on with the pandemic, people were a little like, you know, they weren't trying to just bring any old body in just for safety precautions and things like that. But uh, I got the call, man, and I went out there. And it's pretty dope because a lot of those guys, you know, I knew before they got signed, you know, I had, I had wrestled Sammy Guevara right before he got signed in San Diego. You know, I've known Scorpio Sky for years, you know, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. I used to train with them, you know, and I still do train with them. Um, we, we would go to the Gymnastic Olympia and work on some new moves, some new combos, things like that, just grinding it out. Um, seeing like guys like Marco Stunt that I know, um, it's just so much like, you know, I'm, I'm my boys, Ray Phoenix and, and Penta, like, I've wrestled them guys all over the place over here in, in SoCal area, you know, um, coming up when I was young in the business in Mexico, they were, they were main event in the crash when I was just starting there, you know? So it's pretty dope, you know, just meeting with all these guys and seeing their success, Santana and Ortiz, you know, putting it on for New Yorkians everywhere. Um, it, it's been, it's been a blessing, you know, Sonny kiss, shout out to Sonny, very, very amazing friend. Um, and and now uh, being there and wrestling Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy back to back weeks and stuff like that with Marco Stunt as well, it's you know, it's it's like coming full circle and like it's just been so 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 dope, you know, to be able to have these goals and have this twenty twenty vision and just see it all come to fruition, you know. But it wouldn't have happened if you know if if I didn't get the call from Rocky Romero to come to New Japan, you know. Mm-hmm. So like it's been like steps and levels, you know, and, and I'm not saying any companies above the other company, oh, but it's no. the way things, the, the way things are hard, the, the, basically the, 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 the sequence of events of how it happened, Hollywood, you know, new Japan and primetime around the same time. And then uh, AEW. So, and then the year before that I was at impact. And, and so it's just like pretty, pretty dope, you know? And, and you know, when new Japan, you just, I met Rocky at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. You know, he had just won the PP3 Cup in 2016, I believe, or 2015. I want to say 2016. Um, and it's been, you know, one of those things where we have that network, that connection. And then and then now, you know, in New Japan, here I am wrestling guys like Clark Connors, amazing talent, you know, in the, in the, in the finals of Lions Break Crown. Wrestling guys like Barrett Brown, Blake Christian. You see, you got Adrian Quest there. I've already threw down with him in a New Japan ring. Um Chase Owens this Friday, you know, my debut with TJ Perkins. So that's the kind of talent they got there. They got a bunch of Bullet Club guys there as well, like Kenta, Jade White, you know. Um, it's, it's you, you know, you got Jeff Cobb. There's just so much talent in the New Japan locker room. And that's a weekly show, and that's here in America. And and it's it's just 
been a, a really really dope ride just I'm, I'm on there almost every week you know you know and they, they're bringing in guys like fred rosser pj black and alex zane and, and it's just so much talent and, and now with the super j cup coming up you know they're bringing in ray horace amazing talent i've wrestled him a few times you know leo rush is gonna be making his debut soon so you know chris bay it's just it's just so much talent and it's it's really really dope to be part of that you know the match possibilities, just you listing all them guys for you as a performer. That's incredible. That's a who. That's a who's who. I bet it's just wetting your appetite. Yes, it is. It's making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to be a part of it. You know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get in where I fit in it. And, and you know, I have a lot of amazing matchups already on New Japan, and there's only more to come. I'm sure of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then you go talk about Primetime Live, and I think I, I'm tied right now with Dirty Dickinson for the most appearances on Primetime Live. Um, and, you know, I've wrestled, I wrestled Kevin Martinson. We wrestled the Wolf Zaddy as part of the Bodega, me and Papo Esco. Then I wrestled Clark Connors again. And then now we wrestled the, the Real Money Brothers. So, you know, we got Leo Rush talking shit on the internet. You know, it's probably going to go down. You know, it's my, this is me sending another, another formal challenge <laughs> to Leo Rush once again on another podcast at another day, another time and place. Leo Rush wants the money. He talks a good game. He just made his debut. He beat the shit out of Fidel Bravo. Let's do it, Leo, Danny Limelight, and Leo Rush at Primetime Live, main event. Let's do pay-per-view numbers. Marquez, if you're listening, which I know you listen to everything, what's up? Let's do it. There you go. He's, there you go, Leo. There but it is. Talking about Primetime Live, man, like, look at the women's division. I, I think Primetime Live is consistently having amazing women's matches. You got Thunder Rosa. You got Miranda Alizé, Heather Monroe, you know, just all. All these, uh, you know, they had Priscilla Kelly not too long ago. This is nonstop great females wrestling, women's wrestling. Um, and then you got, you know, this the world tournament happening right now with Mike Bender, Fred Rosser, Dirty Dickinson, um, you know, Sean Devari. Just in the, they recently had Rocky Romero on there. Like, you know, Eric Redbeard, you know, David Marquez is bringing so much talent to Primetime Live. It's the only place where you can see all these people from all over the place. He's even, you know, he got people collaborating from different companies. You know, we had the librarian, uh, Peter Avalon, on there the other day. You know, it, it, Leo Rush just made his debut, like I said. Like, it's just so much talent that David Marquez ha- has in, under his umbrella. I will, I will, I'll call it his umbrella. And, and, and Primetime Live is slowly becoming something special on Tuesday nights. It's good value for money as well, where you can have four episodes for a set price. Very good. Very good for the fans, that is. I was, yep. that, that blew me away. Twenty-one dollars gets you four episodes. Can't get no better than that. And look at look at the guys. Look at week week on week who's on that show. You know, yep. let, let's forget let's forget WWE and AEW for a second. You're getting it. You're getting it in the studio format there. So yep. in, incredible, man! Incredible. That's that's just more 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 dividends to David Marquez's brain. I want to scoot back. I want to go back to the origins of you training. Now, I know a lot of guys turn around and say, wrestling, I can do that. That's easy. Some of my mates who go to the gym and stuff like that, please tell me how tough it is when, you, when you're learning, when you're starting, the embryonic stages of being a, you know, a wrestler training. Please tell me. Well, um, so for me, uh, I, I like to tell everybody what it is. I don't, I'm not really professionally trained. Um, if you want to call it that, I didn't have a school. You know, I started training with this one school in San Diego, and then they kicked me out and told me I'll never wrestle again. This was in – I started training in August of 2014. By middle of 2015, they kicked me out of the school, tried to blacklist me, told me I'll never wrestle again. So – um, 
the hard part for me, it wasn't the getting in the ring. I, I was already physically fit. I already had stamina. I knew how to throw down. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps for 10 years. Like that, that discipline and stuff like that, that training kind of bled over into the ring very easily. But it's not an easy thing to do to wrestle. You know, in those early stages, you're grinding, you're driving all these hours, all these miles, all these, you know, cities and things like that. And you're, you know, trying to make a living off of it, trying to earn some money, trying to trying to break even in the beginning, you know. Um, the ring the damage on your body, all that stuff takes its toll. So for me, you know, not having a school, trying to hustle and grind to get bookings was a lot. And, you know, after my school cat kicked me out, David Marquez is the one that called me and brought me into championship wrestling from Hollywood. So I was about 10 months in the business wrestling on TV. So I only learned through TV, you know, um, and, and just having so many matches and just wrestling Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on all these different shows, getting my reps in the ring that way and driving a lot. And then I took a break at the end of 2016. I went away to go be a drone instructor in the Marine Corps. Um, I took about two years off. And when I came back in 2018, I started training with Mariachi Loco and Lil Cholo. Um, they were seen on Lucha Underground, you know, as part of the Rabbit Tribe with Paul London and uh, Killer Cross. And, and it was it was really, you know, learning the Lucha Libre style with them, being able to, to add what they taught me into my style now, you know. I, I definitely consider myself to be a hybrid where, you know, I'm, I could do Lucha Libre, I could do the wrestling, I could do the high flying, I could do the striking. And, and I think that fits for me perfectly if you look at the places that I'm wrestling, like New Japan Strong, AEW, like that's the kind of style that I need to be able to, to work with. You know, it allows me to be able to wrestle anybody, any size, any any kind of capability. Somebody, if I go to Mexico to wrestle for AAA, you know, like I've done before, I could do the Lucha Libre with those guys. If I'm in AEW, I could do the hybrid style high fly striking. If I'm in New Japan, I could strike and wrestle. You know, if I'm on Championship Wrestling Hollywood Prime Time Live, I could pretty much do all of that together, you know? And so the, it, it kind of all meshes in and it creates who Danny Limelight is, you know, the Puerto Rican poppy, the radioactive wrestler. And, and, and it feels good being able to, 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 to do my thing considering everything that I went through early on in my career. Testament to you being kicked out of the school and then carrying on with it, man. And that, that's good. I think young guys, especially here in Wales who train, they can take a lot lot from that, man. You know, don't yeah. don't let it knock you. Yeah. Never, it. If you know, if you know your worth and you know who you are, nobody else's opinion should stop you. How's how is it traveling the roads and stuff? Is it do you find you like that side of it, traveling to different places? How is it for you personally? Um, it's been cool. Like uh, lately, I've been pretty much stagnant here in California because of the, the coronavirus, except when I'm flying to, to Florida for AEW. Um, but but I like the traveling. I like the road life. I like, you know, going to new cities, new places, meeting new people. I'm, I'm a people person. So like I like to go out to a bar or a restaurant or just, you know, go to the mall in that city and meet people. You know, like I, I love I love meeting, you know, new females, especially in <laughs> you know, what they love to do in their city and stuff like that. So it's cool. I, I, I'm single um, and, and I've had, you know, a really, really good time just traveling and, and exploring the world. I traveled a lot when I was in the military. So I'm used to traveling because of that. And, and now that I'm, that I'm doing it here for something else that I love, it makes it even more fun. You know, it doesn't make it feel like work. What about, <clears throat> what about the mental side of it? I know it's a physical thing, what you're doing. How do you deal with the mental side of it? Are you cool with that? Yeah, um, mental, mentally, like, you know, I, I have I have really good discipline. I have a lot of willpower, a, a lot of, you know, uh, warrior mindset. So mentally, I'm good. Everything's been, man, everything's been really great. In the last, what, we're in month 11 now this year. This has been the best year of my wrestling career. Mentally, 
I didn't let the the coronavirus or the quarantine get to me. I pushed through that. I stood in shape. I worked hard. I was grinding throughout all of that. You know, I, even through injuries, when I get injured, you know, I've I've separated my shoulder. I broke my radial bone. I split my head. Like. I don't let that get to me. I don't let that keep me down. I, I recover way faster than I should be in the ring. And I do it because I don't want to sit in the sidelines watching everybody else grind. I want to be in the grind. Um, when I see people, you know, uh, achieving their goals, it doesn't make me jealous. It makes me want to work harder. I support everybody. I show love to everybody. I spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. And so it, I, I feel like I have the right mentality and the right mindset for this. That's, that's sobering to hear that. There's so many people that will downplay someone especially in society now, not just wrestling. That's, I like the positivity. I like to me, that's, like, that's, that's, hate, that's the hater stuff, and I can't do the hater stuff. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't downplay somebody else. I can't talk down on somebody else. I see somebody succeeding, winning a championship, or getting signed, or you know, making a debut. I, I like to show them love. If somebody's in a spot that I want, listen, I, I, it doesn't bother me. I talk to TJ Perkins a lot, man. He's a good friend of mine. And one thing that he said that stuck with me was that he said, I can eat without taking off somebody else's plate. That's what this business is about. Everybody can eat. There's opportunities for everybody. Nobody is, is like worried, should be worried about somebody else's spot or worried about their spot. If you do what you're supposed to do and you grind in it, you're going to have your spot, you know? And, and that stuck with me. And so that's why I never get jealous. I never get envious. I always show love. I, I, I share people's stuff. I promote people's stuff. And it's like, hey, good for that person. And then it makes me want to work harder. Like I said, steel sharpens steel, man. And and that's how I look at all of this. It's a great quality. I know I keep saying it. But I'll reiterate, great quality, man. And I'll take that away with me as well. Um, in terms of talent now, in, in the present, who has done amazing in your mind? Who'd you like to watch? Who's who's exceeded your expectations, maybe? Um, Shit. Uh, the first person I think of is my boy Chris Bay um, super talented dude he's amazing and one thing I love about Chris is that like he never forgot where he came from he always shows love um, you know, I talk to him very often he's one of the few wrestlers that I actually talk to um, and it's, it's really dope to see all his success um, looking at like you know Jungle Boy I remember when Jungle Boy when I first met Jungle Boy you know, we was in L.A. at, at, at UEW, some some shows, some like regular show, and he was in, running around and doing his thing. And I was like, man, this kid is cool, man. But then now, like, seeing how far he's come, like, fuck, man, this guy's good. And, and getting in the ring with him back to back on AEW, man, he just shows how good he is, you know. And so I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy for Luchasaurus as well. Um, and who else can I think of that's just been doing amazing things, um, you know, even somebody like Ray Rosas, who's been in the business for so long and, and so, so underappreciated by so many, I think he he's super talented. He understands it. And he always gives back to the up and comers like myself, you know, now he's the Arizona state champion. He's the champion, the, the, the heritage champion. Like he just made his AEW debut and he's on primetime live. He's on championship wrestling from Hollywood. He's doing amazing things. So I'm, I'm really happy for him as well. In terms of, like, obviously when you were younger watching wrestling before you were in the business, who were some of the guys, who did you love watching, who jumped out oh, the screen? Man. You? I, was huge, I was a huge Rock fan. The Rock was my favorite wrestler. <laughs> I loved The Rock, everything he did in the microphone, everything he did in the ring, his, his music hitting, everything was just electric from the minute his music hit to the minute his music hit again when he won the match. Um, I loved watching Eddie Guerrero. Rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. I loved watching him. I loved watching Rey Mysterio. 
Um, nowadays, I like watching Randy Orton. I like for, for like the little things that he does. He's he's amazing to me. Um, when I first started wrestling myself, I watched a lot of Seth Rollins. He was somebody that I looked at to for inspiration uh, and things like that. Um, and, and and now you know, obviously, I, I'm, I try to watch a lot of everything. I try to watch a lot of AEW. I try to watch a lot of New Japan and seeing stuff like G1 Climax, things like that. You know, guys like Will Ospreay, Jay White, you know, Kenta. Then, then over at the AEW side, just so much talent as well. And, and I, I just try to keep my eyes on everything, you know, and then and, and improve myself. So how can I be more innovative? How can I make my stuff look good, look clean, and, and, and be an asset to somebody's company? I'm not going to make it too wide because it'll be we'll, we'll be talking about it for a long time. Top three matches off the top of your head as as a fan, not not as a not as a wrestler. The top my three. three- my favorite three matches that I've watched of, all, I've... of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Hogan and rock WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano at takeover. Yeah. Fucking love that match. Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Those are my three favorite matches to watch. I was watching, uh, I was watching that the other night on the network, man. Just the Halloween Havoc. Just watch it like I can. I can watch it hundreds of times, Danny. Yeah. It does not change. I still feel like I'm in 1997. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Love it. I love that match. It's the masterpiece. Match. Masterpiece. Match. Yep. Like love just those matches. even these kids who, who you know watch modern stuff now. That is modern. It's it's dude. Just it's unreal. The Rock and Hogan for the electricity. You know, and, and Hogan switching where yeah. he was leaving NWO and yeah. the crowd. The crowd played their part in that. It just shows you the that right there. Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio for the magic in the ring, and then the the Gargano and Cole match for like just the moves and the the, the back and forth. It's all those three matches combined together. To me, is like wrestling. You know, I'm going to segue into Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era. Do you think it is time for them to come up because they've been there? They've been in NXT for three years now. I know they're doing the angle with Pat McAfee. I think they've been um, ready to go up for a long time, freshen it up. Yeah, I think I think so. I think I don't know if they want to. I think I mean I'm sure they do, but I for me they they would have to go. I would want to see them go up as a as a team, staying together, and they would just have to dominate everything. They would have to take everything within the first few months for for it to work for me. You know, I would be afraid that they would get stuck somewhere and I wouldn't want that you know what did you think of Drew McIntyre's title run I'm bringing it UK now because obviously we, we were dead proud just a shame no fans yeah. at Wrestlemania yeah I kind of felt bad that he didn't get that moment with the fans and stuff like that um, I thought it was a good run um, he's the dude is a monster he's huge he has the look he can talk on the microphone like he has all, he has all the qualities you need to be a champion I liked I liked his feud with Orton. I like that it's still going. Um, I think it was a good time to switch the title. You know, I, I felt like like it was it was it was a good decision to put it on Orton right there. I think he, the work he's been doing has been amazing. Um, he definitely has brought out the best in Drew. Um, I would like to see some kind of cool turnaround where Drew gets it back somehow. But you know, it, it was a good run. It was a good reign. Um, I love that Drew is a real one. I, I, like he never was one of the guys complaining online. Never was one of the guys being all like dramatic. It was, it was <clears throat> excuse me, 
he was he was dope and well deserving, and I'm glad he got that moment. And to be given the honor, you know, Brock Brock doesn't put over everybody. Yeah. Yep. Then he put he put over Drew. What what a what what a way what an endorsement that is when Brock yeah. says I will drop the belt. You know he's got to have some say so, hasn't he? Dropping the belt at the biggest show of the year, just yeah. uh, incredible, incredible. Man. I, I, you know, talking about the Rock and Samoan Dynasty, like I really like, I really like the work that Reigns has been doing as mm-hmm. well with the whole Tribal Chief, and that's pretty cool too. It's the, the possibilities are endless with that, aren't they? Like, are we going to see Dwayne, the Rock? Yeah. Probably, I hope probably for Mania. I hope that's the payoff. I hope that's what we get as fans. Like, you know, that that's yeah. just oh my days, it'd be so amazing. And hopefully there'll be fans in the stadium wherever wherever I, it is. And I think that's I think that's the only way the Rock would do it. Tampa. I think that's the way the rock would do it with fans. What do you think? What do you think with Heyman with Reigns? Because he hasn't really said much vocally on the mic as he as, as he did with Brock. I know Reigns can talk to an extent. Yeah. I, I find Heyman's been a bit more muted. You know, what um, I, I think I think it's cool. I think it gives it like the devil's advocate kind of play. Like like the reason why Reigns is acting this way is because Heyman's in his corner. You know. And, and that'll give it like a good playoff eventually. Hopefully, when when Reigns, you know, gets rid of Heyman, or or maybe it's they're setting something up with Heyman as like an undercover for Brock when Brock returns. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just so much yeah. that can happen with that, you know. It's cool when they got a storyline like that where it's keeping you guessing as well. Because sometimes yeah. we're a bit like, oh, this isn't good. But yeah, at least going off what you're saying, uh, it's keeping us guessing, isn't it? What's going to happen in the long run, so. Yeah, we're talking about it now, so obviously it's working. <laughs> <laughs> the machine have got us talking, so yeah. there we go. Danny, I want to know your tips for budding wrestlers who are getting into training and into the business. Top tips, um, Mr. Rivera, please, closing out. Stay humble, work hard, bust your ass. Um, don't let people get to you. Don't let anybody that's doubting you sway your decisions. Pursue what you want 100%. It'll work out for you if you're a good person and you're actually working hard. Um, find a reputable school, most importantly. You know, definitely get the right training. I, I'm very fortunate that I was able to get this far and not have that kind of foundation, but I'm getting it now with the right people. Um, and uh, I'm a big dreamer. So if this is also something that has been your dream and something that you've always wanted, just just go for it, you know, like really, really go for it. I, I don't have another job. I wrestle. That's it. I mean, I, I do the acting and the stunts, and that does pay well. But this is this is my plan A, and my plan B is another way for my plan A to work. You know, I've been very blessed and very fortunate that, that I can do this. And, and, and if this is what you want to anybody listening, just go for it. Pacific. Give it everything you got, everything you got, and don't stop until you get it. That's it. Persistence, persistence, man. Just going on to reputable schools. The guys over in the UK are very lucky. There's some really, there's a lot of good schools now. 20, 25 yeah. years ago when I was a kid looking into doing it, I never did it. Yeah. Wouldn't be good enough. I know it won't be good enough. Um, <laughs> You're no. good at this, though. You're good at this. I try. I try. This is what I was always wanted to do. Yeah, just there's a lot of good schools over here now, Danny, you know, reputable, as you say, because there is some. Yeah. People that will fleece you to train you, won't they? Yes, but you need to find a reputable school. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the most important thing right there. Um, I really want to thank you, bro, for bringing me on, Stu, for doing this interview. Um, I had a great time. I definitely would love to do this again. Um, and for anybody listening, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. 
at Danny Limelight. Or check out my Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com backslash Danny Limelight. You could catch me on Tuesdays on Primetime Live, AEW. You can catch me Fridays on New Japan Strong. This Friday, Danny Limelight versus Chase Owens. And you can catch me Saturdays at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Stu, my man, thank you so much. Much love, brother. Um, it's, a pr- it's a privilege getting you on, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving all the, the mainstream promotions you're in now as well. It's, it's, testament, so it's testament to you as a person, testament to, to the drive and persistence, man. So thank you for coming thank on you. Stu's Wrestling Podcast today. Thank you, brother. Flying the flag for the UK from rugby, this is Evade Escape with their single, Already Know. This episode is brought to you in association with Powered 4 TV, so go and check them out for anything wrestling related, old events, new events when we come out of COVID, podcasts, you name it, it's all there at Powered 4 TV, so find them across social media. Podcast Network.